When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Score North knows it's been a long winter. Time to dream about the warm weather ahead at the 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 24th through the 26th. For a very limited time, you can get tickets for half price. Visit scorenorth.com right now and use the keyword golfer to save 50% on admission. Your admission ticket also gets you 14 rounds of free golf. Visit scorenorth.com keyword golfer to get this limited deal. See you at the show. Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, welcome in to... Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Judd, you should get Finch Home Solutions to fix that squeaky chair. Oh, can can you hear it? It just started. Hold on, let's be quiet here. Here, hold on. Oh yeah. (laughs) But if I move this way, it doesn't squeak. It just move. It just squeaks if I move back and up. Oh man, I feel like this is the first time. The first time the chair has squeaked on the show. It's uh, reaching its reaching the end of its uh, contract, maybe. Um, you might have to reach a, a settlement here to buy out the remainder of the chair's contract. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No way. I'll, I'll just go down to my uh, hardware store, get some, uh, um, what's it called, DW40? Uh, WD, Split. I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know a lot about tools. <laughs> DW40? WD40, yeah. Whatever it is, I'll spray it right right in the joint of the chair. This thing will hum. This baby will hum. So I want you to go I want you to go in and ask a grizzled hardware store yeah. manager for some DW40 Actually, you know and what? watch him just stare at you. My hardware store. So I go I go to my local one. I don't go to a big box store. I go to my local one. They are great. You guys have they, one of those measure tape things? They are yeah, they are eager to help. I ask stupid questions. Furnace filter questions. I've asked every dumb question that can be asked. They're patient. And they're great. It's like Judd with the, school, uh, with the Kevin O'Connell vest. He's got that coat with the cutoff sleeves. It's this innovative, great coat. It's like, you mean a vest, Judd? It's just a, a, vest. It's a vest. No, it's, but it's, it's like a coat it's with like no sleeves. Yeah. No, a vest A vest is not a coat, and, and a, a coat is not a vest. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, uh, this is a bonus episode here. We're giving you guys a couple bonus episodes uh, throughout this off-season period where rosters and futures are shaped. And so we're going to talk about, it's kind of a part two to yesterday's bonus episode where we're going to dive into some of the big internal decisions the Vikings have to make and whether they are easy or whether they will be drama-filled. But the show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, football. Ultra-realistic true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. And a shout-out to our friends, the official craft beer of Purple Daily, Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, so while you're, you know, watching perhaps the Wolves or 
the wild on that big TCL TV, you should be enjoying a surly beer as well. Because just because football season is done does not mean that it's time to put the surly down. Oh, no, no, it's time to pick it up. And we're talking about a furious, a logic bomb, a before I die. The mission has started again now. And we'll be talking about that with uh, today's episode. So surly brewing uh, is the perfect thing to enjoy, not just with Vikings games, but any game in town. All right, boys, let's get back into, so we did, we gave you three big internal decisions the Vikings have to make yesterday. Justin Jefferson's contract extension, Kirk Cousins' contract going into the final year, and Dalvin Cook. So let's start this one with, and I'll, I'll throw it out there, we'll start with Judd. You tell me, is it going to be an easy decision or an, e- not, I guess the, that's the wrong way to frame it, because is it going to be easy to cross the bridge, both team and player, mm-hmm. or is it going to be drama-filled? Daniil Hunter's contract. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna be going into the last year of his current contract, but it has no guaranteed cash left. And this is traditionally when, and I guess rightfully so, Daniil has in the past asked for an extension. Um, and those extensions, I believe, were at two of them thus far, have usually been drama filled. So I'm going to say I don't think that this will be drama filled in like it. Oh, it's a five. This is completely bleeped up. Uh, but I don't think it will be simple. I think that the team is, you know, at some point in time, um, it's up to the team to keep their salary cap in control, you know, and Justin Jefferson ultimately at some point in time is going to get what he wants. It, I still think it's going to have drama to it, but I think he's going to get what he wants. There's always the chance that they're going to extend Kirk again and thus kick some cap down the road. But all of this directly impacts Daniil Hunter, who I think this team wants back. Um, and my guess is that when uh, Brian Flores is introduced as the new DC today, that he will talk about extensively how great Hunter is. So I think that there will be drama here. I don't think that this will be simple. I think that this mm. will. I I think we'll see reports about is a trade in the works, maybe blah blah blah. Ultimately, probably gets done, but with some drama. Yeah, I mean, it, it's this is going to be pretty drama filled and pretty complicated to figure out. He's obviously underpaid given his production and his position. Um, they've kind of got gotten to like the drawing board here the last two years of trying to figure out what they want to do with him with moving his contract. And I know initially when he signed his first big deal after his rookie deal, it was why did he sign that deal? Like it wasn't a great deal. He was drastically underpaid. I'm sure he saw a good amount of money at front at a young age. And he's like, oh, that's life-changing money, but he probably could have waited it out for a better deal. Um, I think this is going to be just very complicated to figure out with so many cap problems already on the Vikings roster all over the dang place trying to figure out how they want to keep and pay and also make Daniil happy. I mean, it just has drama written all over it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it is going to get dramatic. Um, so if I'm reading, his contract has been so convoluted and complicated the last couple of years. So if I remember right, last year he had, let's see here. Yes, so he had an, an $18 million roster bonus, which was kind of, the, so that roster bonus, much like the Derek Carr stuff from last week, that, there was a deadline for where if Derek Carr was still on the Raiders roster on like whatever was it today like February fifteenth or something that uh, they would have to pay him a ton of money so they had to either cut him or trade him by that deadline and that's why they cut him so last year Daniil Hunter had a had an eighteen million dollar roster bonus due on March twentieth which was sort of a a fork in the road of okay if you pay it. N- in some form, now he's on your team for 2022, and they decided to convert it to a signing bonus and spread it out over multiple void years. 
So Daniil Hunter is only under contract for one more year with the Vikings. But to your point, Judd, the guaranteed money is basically gone. Mm-hmm. So he's going to want a new contract. The Vikings are still paying for Daniil Hunter on the salary cap for $13 million this year and almost $6 million in 2024 and almost $6 million in 2025 when he's not even technically on the team anymore. So this whole thing is just a web and a knot that needs to be untied either with him getting a new extension with the Vikings. But then again, he's going to be 29 years old, and we've done the research on elite edge rushers. You can still play in the league into your 30s, but you're no longer a top 10 edge rusher most of the time after the age of 29. So the Vikings are going to have some hesitation on a big multi-year contract. Daniil's going to have some hesitation on his current contract. And so my guess is this winds up with the Vikings maybe exploring some trade conversations at some point as well. So there's just a lot to be sort of figured out and sorted out with this one. His Right now, um, his average per year, which is uh, $14.4 million, puts him 20th among edge rushers, too. So he's going to want to come way up. I'm not saying to one, but he's going to want to, I would think, be top 10. So, yes, this is not a – I won't be surprised if it gets done, but this is not an easy slam dunk. We've got to do this. This could be a contention. How would you guys – you know, if it came down to, let's say, a multi-year extension where for at least the next two years he is paid like a top 10 edge rusher, so his number goes up. So he's more expensive for the Vikings, but it's for, let's say, two guaranteed years. That as option number one. Option number two being you trade him for like a couple second-round picks or a second and a third. I don't know that you can get a first-round pick just because of his injury history, but let's say you get a couple you know, decent draft picks, like day two draft picks for him. Which of those is more appealing to you guys? I'd probably trade him. I'd probably trade him. Like at some point in time, you you need to accept your fate. And plus, you need to, you you know, no matter how, if it's going to be a competitive rebuild or not consistently, you've got to have faith in the fact that you're going to find replacements. And so if I could get two second round picks, I'd probably trade him. Um, I'd like to keep him. He, But the thing too is I got to know what Brian Flores' exact vision is as well. It probably included Daniil Hunter, right? It probably did, but, I mean, are you going to utilize him? I, I mean, the guy had 10 and a half sacks in a really good graded-out PFF year, but yet, you know, from the eye test, disappeared far too much, and it wasn't his fault. It was the system. So, like, I got to know what you're going to do exactly, uh, but I would be tempted if he comes and says, I got to be top 10 among the edge rushers when it comes to my salary on an average annual value. You know, if I can get two second-round picks, that's pretty attractive. So here, real quick, uh, before Dex, before you jump in here, some more information on this. Here's the conundrum if you were to, to trade him. And, and I, don't, I don't think cutting him is an option. I think you would either trade him or you would extend him in some form. If you trade him prior to June 1st, so let's say you, you, were, you were looking to trade him before free agency, before the draft, to, to, to just know kind of what you're dealing with, right? What assets do you have and don't have? If you were to trade him before June 1st, it would actually cost you $6 million more in cap hit for this year. Mm-hmm. So you would, you would actually go, like if they traded him right now, the Vikings would go from negative $23 million in cap space to negative $29 million in cap space. Yeah, good point. If you were to do a post-June 1st designation, it would save you 5 or $6 million to the cap for 2023. But you would have missed out on... Right. 
you know, now it's like, okay, you've gone through free agency in the draft and you just lost Daniel Hunter for 2024 draft picks, which makes this even more complicated. So, Dex, what are, are you leaning trade or extension? Uh, I probably do the first route. I probably extend them. Um, I know what I'm getting in a guaranteed pass rusher there. I understand the offer could be lucrative of a couple second round picks. If it's more, like if, if you can get maybe a first and, you know, a second in next year's draft or whatever it is, I mean, I could I can be talked into trading him. But at this point, um, with Zedaria Smith, uh, him being older than Daniil Hunter and the knee injury being a thing, uh, and just the uncertainty that you don't really have any other one, anyone to rush the passer at this point, I think you have to pay him. So I, I lean pay him. It's so tough, man. Um I'm so 50-50 on this. I would love to know if if a team, if a desperate team, you know, think about teams like the Bills, like who are the four or five teams, the Ravens, that feel like they might be a piece or two away from competing with the Chiefs and the Eagles for a Super Bowl. Those are the teams that would overpay for a guy like Hunter if they could make it work with their cap. They would they would not be worried about what you know, what's he going to be like at age 30, 31? They're just interested in 2023 Daniel Hunter. So I would if if a team would give me like a late first round pick for him and something else, whew, it would almost have to be a, a, a post June 1st designation. But I would listen on those phone calls for sure. Okay, let's get to the next one here. Easy or drama filled? Adam Thielen's contract situation. It's already kind of drama-filled because his wife has been on Instagram and he's made the media rounds now, but what do you think? So I think it will be, I think from his end and from his fans, and it will be drama-filled. But I'll split this and say it's easy if you are the Vikings. The only thing that's difficult is the financial end here, okay? Because that's not simple. Uh, But, you know... It's interesting that he almost, during his time making the rounds with guys like McAfee at Super Bowl, that he's throwing down the gauntlet of, well, we're working on something, but I want to be a key part here. The Vikings can't make that assurance. Like, dude, if you don't come back, you know, if you don't come back as the Thielen circa of 2018, we can't assure you you're going to be a key part. Like, the guy we saw last year, which I think is just a wear and tear thing as well, is breaking down. So if he's going to be like, well, I need an assurance of this. No, I can't do that. And I don't want you in the room. Like, that's the thing, too, is we talk about, well, this guy seems like he is good in the room. That's code for he talks to the media a lot sometimes, okay? We have no idea. We don't see things when the doors are closed. But I will say this. When I hear guys, and this happens in hockey all the time, right? Character guy, good guy, but the door's closed. And he's like, well, what's mine? When am I getting mine? When am I going to get the puck? When am I going to get the ball? That's not a good guy in the room. So I will sever this one and say it's going to be drama-filled in how it's working. Uh, I think, though, as far as the just the severing ties with the person, it's a business. He was great at one time. He's not great now. I don't think that if you are KOC, I don't think that this is going to keep you up nights. Daniel Hunter might. Justin yeah. Jefferson will. Thielen should not. I agree. Yeah. I think it's uh it's drama filled, but it's an easy decision to make. Does that make sense? Like he's kind of created his own he made he's made his own bed with some of this drama stuff with the whole McAfee thing and him believing that he's still a productive player and should be treated more as a wide receiver one and well when it's the reality is like, well, dude, you're 
you're not the player you used to be. And Justin Jefferson's obviously a better receiver and you're very highly paid. So we have to do something with this contract. And if you're not willing to play ball to a degree with either taking a restructure or being open to a trade, even I know he doesn't have a trade clause, but I I think in general, I think it's easy to move on from him. I I understand how some people might be perplexed by that because he's our Minnesota native son and he has the great story. But at this point in his career, I think it's just, it's time to move on. Yeah, if I mean the, the the point of this exercise is not to like, you know, we're not like trying to dump on Adam Thielen. The, the point of the exercise is the Vikings are, you know, twenty million dollars over the salary cap. They need to get under the cap first, and then they need to get way under the cap because they only have like five draft picks. You know, how are they going to make the team better in two thousand twenty three and going forward? And Adam has the second highest cap hit of any player on the roster, next to Kirk Cousins. It is a uh, it is a nineteen. Let's see here. It's a nineteen point nine. So let's just round it up. It's a twenty million dollar cap hit for two thousand twenty three. Here are some of the players that have around the same cap hit at his position, or slightly higher. DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Tyree Kill has a thirty one million dollar cap hit. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams has a $5 million lower cap hit. DK Metcalf's cap hit is $6 million lower. So I, I just, like, there's no, and I think Adam knows this too, there's no market for Adam Thielen at $20 million to the cap. So, like, all parties should agree. Adam, Blake Barrett's his agent, friend of the show, um, and and the Vikings, That's that's an unworkable cap hit. So then the question becomes, to what extent do the Vikings want him back on a lesser cap hit? How what what like what would the Vikings need to bring that number down to to even want him on the team anymore going forward? You know, based on the erosion that we've seen, and quite frankly, based on like why like why is the Thielen family talking so much over the last month? It's 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 kind of weird, right? It's well, like get ready for one incredible night of rock with Static X. Dust. Machine Killer North American Tour, Saturday, May 18th, Myth Live, with special guests, Dope, and Lines of Loyalty. Tickets on sale now at MythLive.com or eTix.com. Don't miss Static X and Seven Dust. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. They're trying to throw down the gauntlet of this is what we expect as far as playing time. And this is what we think that he can still do. And they're just flat out wrong. So, but you know what? I mean, there is, there is precedent here and it comes well before O'Connell and crazy, but the precedent is this. If Adam Thielen will take the Chad Greenway exit plan, he comes back, which is you get less money, you take a pay cut and you also accept whatever playing time you get, you get. Because that's the one thing is I do not want to hear I expected more. Like you, this is twofold. One, when it comes to your payday, you have to put your your pride away now. But two, 
not just as importantly, but a very close second when it comes to your playing time. You have to put your pride away. You have to say, you know what? I'm probably at a point where I am a three. The year that Greenway came back, if you guys recall, he played a ton because somebody got hurt. And he actually played and played well. And if Adam can do that, awesome. Good for you. But he was willing to accept a major pay cut and also much less playing time. And if Thielen will go along with that, I think he comes back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's um, he's to me, he's just he's very much a clear number three receiver and a number four target. What's the going rate for that for a team that's already very old in a lot of different spots, already has cap issues? So I guess if if there was a way, and 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 by the way, um, if you were to cut or trade Adam Thielen before June first, you would save about six or seven million dollars in cap space. Which you would obviously lose Adam Thielen. That to me, like th- that gets you a starting slot cornerback in free agency. That gets you yeah. maybe a, a running back replacement if you trade Dalvin Cook. So I would absolutely, especially if he is sort of out there talking about playing time and it's a business. I mean, he he understands he's going to have to take a pay cut, but he might get offended by these discussions, right? What you guys don't want me around? Like we've seen this play out a number of times before. Kyle Rudolph, it basically is the same thing. So I think you, if a team wants to give you, if they think that Adam Thielen has a red zone target, you know, again, Baltimore, they don't really have great receivers and they can't stay healthy. So would they want Adam Thielen as a number two, number three wide receiver for a sixth round pick or something? Like those are the discussions that are going to almost certainly take place. You're still trying to trade him, aren't you? Well, you have to try, don't you? Um, Yes, but you quickly have to say, okay, dude, bye. See ya. We're cutting you. I get that, but but you can't skip past the phone calls. So you should be calling ten well, different sure teams. Hey, sure it's Adam are. Thielen. He's you know a professional. I'm skipping to the end part where, where he is outright released. <laughs> I'm trying to get value for the franchise. Yeah. You're just acting out of anger. Okay. Um, okay. Zadarius Smith going to be 31 years old next year. He is entering. Let's see. It's technically a three-year contract, but the guarantees have kind of run out here. Is kind of a three-year contract, really a one-year contract. Yes. Um, his cap hit for 2023 is fifteen and a half million dollars, which would make him kind of like a fringe. Yeah. He'd be like a top fifteen highest-paid edge rusher to the cap. Um, if you were to cut or trade Zadarius before June first, you would save about twelve million dollars to the salary cap. 11 or $12 million. Mm-hmm. So drama field or easy? Easy. Easy. Um, he is, you know what? Before he banged up his knee, I think it was against the Bills in Buffalo. He was fantastic. But he is the, and um, I say this with all respect, he is, the, he is the definition of a football mercenary, right? Like you went and got him. He was about to go to Baltimore, something weird. I don't know what transpired there. Yeah. He came here. He was good. Um, seemed like a decent guy. I have no idea, but he seemed like a decent guy and gave you a nice, a nice half of a season, probably, you know, paid for his contract. But this one is simple. This one is simple. The Daniel one is, is, is difficult. I think he probably comes back. Uh, I think Zadarius, if he comes back, comes back for less, which I don't know that he he would do because of course he'll say well i'm healthy now and when I, I was healthy in 2022 i was really good and he's yeah. right about that uh but this is not hard like this conversation um with his representatives goes very quickly 
and it's okay, great, he's back at this, or okay, it's great, thank you, you're gone. Simple. Okay. Easy. It's easy for me. I mean, if I if I'm only going to be able to keep one of these two edge rushers and Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith, and both are potentially making significant money. Um, I know there's probably workarounds where maybe you give a long-term extension and the cap hits lowered for 2023, blah, blah, blah. I'm paying Daniel Hunter over I'm paying Zadarius Smith at this point. Um, Great mercenary, to Judd's point. Uh, Was a great little double dragon, if you will, with Daniel and him on on the defensive line. But I'd rather pay Daniel and then maybe find an edge rusher, rookie edge rusher you can build to be the next Daniel Hunter alongside with him. So that's the path I'd likely take. Yeah, I think I think you have to be careful about letting both of them go unless you're getting great value for Daniil Hunter because I don't think you can bring Brian Flores in and then just like yeah punt two of the top ten edge rushers in the NFL. I agree with that. Yes. So that, that so that's not going to happen. But you almost certainly are going to explore saying goodbye to one of them. And so from that standpoint, um, it's probably Zadarius because there is a case to be made though that man, like you mentioned, Judd. Up until that Buffalo game, he was one of the three best edge rushers, pressures, sacks in the entire league. And then the knee contusion happens, which isn't like a structural injury. So it it lingered for the next two months because, you know, football's brutal. But it's not going to be a problem come August, September. But then he's another year older. Right. And wearing down. Exactly. So, yeah, if he was like 27 and, he, oh, there was a knee contusion that derailed the second part of his season, you'd just, okay, well, he'll just be healthy next year. He'll be fine. Yep. But he'll be 31 years old. So if there, that's another guy, though, that you could, I'm not saying you're going to get a first-round pick for him, but you pick up the phone and see if there's a team out there. Hey, look at what this guy did when he was healthy. You know, he's going to come back healthy with that, that knee problem fixed. Um, you probably pick up the phone. So I'm going to say it's easy. And I don't think Zadarius is going to, like, you know, he's not going to be, like, ranting and whatever on social media. He he was a football mercenary. He knew it. It was a fun season. He played really well. Everyone kind of got what they needed out of the transaction, and now it's time for the Vikings to get cheaper and uh, and younger. So, uh-huh. all right. Three more. So we just went through six decisions <laughs> that the Vikings are likely spending hours a day talking about right now inside the Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. Mm. Yeah, this, it, so I think Smith and Thielen, though, are pretty, like, like they're pretty clear. Like, if I'm talking, like, if we are Quasi and O'Connell and Brzezinski, I think those two are clear. I think the Daniil one's probably a little bit trickier. Yeah. Because I still always, like him. As always. It is, man, that guy, I mean, listen, he, he has generational wealth at this point. I think he's made, like, $80 million in cash playing football, so he'll be fine. But between signing a lowball contract out of his rookie deal, like Declan brought up, and then untimely injuries that derailed two of his prime seasons. Right. He's just not going to wind up getting the money that a, you know, Nick well, Bosa or, you know, Miles Garrett, he's not going to get that kind of money. And I, th- I think his point too, and he's not wrong, is going to, to be this, which is in Ed Donatel's um, flawed system, I had 10 and a half sacks. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if that guy had had his hand consistently in the, in the dirt? Um, this past season. So he's at what, 15 sacks then? Yeah. You know, know. It would have been different for him. Yeah. So, But but he's going to say that. He's going to say, don't penalize me because I got screwed by a bozo. Yeah, I, I, I was just doing what the bozo was telling me to do. The, the bozo the bozo <laughs> screwed this up, not Daniil. Um, a shout out to our friends, by the way, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, they have been helping businesses for over 100 years. They've been 
helping to guide us at Score North and previously 1500 ESPN as we've built our business here the last few years. So we appreciate them for that. So if you're a business owner out there and, um, and you're looking for ways to maximize your success and uh, navigate risks, federatedinsurance.com is a great place to snoop around for resources and to find your marketing representative. All right, there's your bonus episode here of Purple Daily. We will have the season finale of Write That Down. We will crown winners in both completion percentage and touchdowns as we're coming right down to the wire. A dramatic, you want to talk about easy versus drama, write that down on Purple Daily and on Mackie and Judd on this Wednesday. Don't miss those season finales. See you guys.